Today on Let Me Be Frank, we're going to talk about young adults in the church. How do we reach them? And what's happening here in the Diocese of Bridgeport to bring them closer to the heart of the church and to give them opportunities to meet each other and grow in their faith. So Bob O'Brien is joining His Excellency to talk about all of this. Bob heads up Bishop Caggiano's young adult efforts for the diocese. Stay tuned. This is going to be good. We're on the radio at 1350 AM and 103.9 FM or on the Veritas mobile app on your phone. If you don't yet have the app, go and get the app from the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, or VeritasCatholic.com. Let Me Be Frank is brought to you by a grant from Foundations in Faith. Foundations in Faith embraces innovative approaches to funding pastoral care programs in the Diocese of Bridgeport. Resources focus on energizing lifelong faith formation and discipleship and fostering a commitment to justice and accompaniment with our most vulnerable. From seminarians to retired priests, from baptism to last rites, from suburbs to inner cities, the reach is broad and the impact is meaningful. For more information, visit them on the web at foundationsinfaith.org. Okay, here we go. This is Let Me Be Frank on the Veritas Catholic Network. I'm Steve Lee, and it is my great pleasure, as always, to introduce Bishop Frank Caggiano. Steve, good morning, my friend. Good morning. Hey, Excellency. It is a good morning. We're, you might hear some uh, activity here and there when, as I unmute my mic because I'm on the last day as we record this of our fall pledge drive. Yes. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's never too late to donate. Correct? True. Yes. Yep. Exactly. So if, if you missed that opportunity and you're listening to this podcast, go on the website and there's an opportunity to give. Correct? Yeah. Yep. It's veritascatholic.com. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say raising money is, uh, is a commonality here because our guest, one of his jobs is to raise a ton of money. Very good. <laughs> yes, that's right. And our guest uh, on that note is Bob O'Brien. He is the Director of Major Gifts and Planned Giving for the Diocesan Development Office. Mm-hmm. But he's not here today to speak about money or fundraising. Well, not mostly, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> he should always be speaking about that, by the way. <laughs> Bob, Bob also serves on the Diocesan Young Adult Council and helps coordinate the Diocesan Mentorship Program, which is called the Catholic Bridge. The Catholic Bridge launched earlier this fall and is a component of your, uh, Bishop Caggiano's, call to renewal. So Bob has really, he has a passion for young adult ministry. He also currently organizes a monthly adoration mass and social for catholic young adults in stanford and um before he joined the diocese of bridgeport in the development office bob served in a similar role for the archdiocese of new york before that he was a public finance banker at bank of america merrill lynch and he and his wife katie are parishioners at saint francis of assisi in weston bob thank you very much for joining us today Steve, I'm so happy to be here. And Mr. Frank, thank you for having me on. I've listened to your podcast many times. And it's such a joy to speak about such an important topic for our diocese and to be with you two together. Oh, listen, it's my honor, my friend. First of all, I'm grateful for all that you do on the diocesan level and what you do particularly with young adults and young adult outreach. Um, I had, just as an aside, I had the great privilege of witnessing Bob and Katie's marriage, right? Which was how many years ago now? Two? Uh, One year. Last oh, year. oh, yeah. Last October. Oh, is that, isn't that amazing? And then there's good news. He's got. Yep. With a, with a baby on the way. Very excited about. Isn't that tremendous? Congratulations on both God. fronts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Steve. 
Okay, so uh, I, I warned you I was going to ask you this question when we were together <laughs> Saturday night for the Young Adult Gathering. So tell us, who is Bob Bryan, uh, Bravo Bryan? How did he get to uh, where he is now in his relationship with Jesus? Tell us a mm -hmm. bit of your story. Thanks, Bishop. Yeah, in my journey of faith, it really dovetails a lot with my journey to the diocese and kind of my interest in young adult outreach. Um, I grew up in Fairfield. I went to St. Thomas Aquinas School in Fairfield, and that really laid a lot of the foundation for, I think, where I am today. I um, It wasn't really, though, until college that I really felt like the Lord was knocking on my heart. I had the wonderful opportunity to play baseball at Columbia University in New York City, and my jersey number was actually number 23. And I kind of took that to heart. And um, Psalm 23 really resonated with me throughout my playing career there. I actually wore underneath the bill of my cap, um, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And that whole idea of not wanting was a challenge for me um, spiritually. How do, we, how do we grasp that as young adults to not want things in this world? Um, I dove into scripture deeper. And actually, I can really remember my, my senior year, I decided not to play um, primarily because I didn't really have a future in professional baseball and was getting more serious about um, post-college plans. And I was walking one day back from class my senior year, and I received one of those pocket Bibles, those green pocket Bibles mm -hmm. um, from a missionary on the street. And I kind of put it in my pocket. And really that time in my life, things were slowing down. I had the ability to kind of um, spend some time in introspection. And I really immersed myself in the word of the Lord. And at some point during that year, the switch kind of went off and I feel like I had this, this really almost like this secret that I had never heard about in my entire life of the faith and just trying to, like I said, try to live the word the way that Jesus spoke about it in the New Testament. Um, and that really opened up to me, um, like I said, a lot of opportunities. I really felt this interior freedom that I never felt before in my life. Um, anyways, to continue on, I graduated from Columbia. I ended up working at Bank of America in their public finance group for about five years. And um, during that time, I used to spend a lot of time, either my weekends or sometimes weeknights with um, spending time participating in young adult activities put on by the Archdiocese of New York. They have a young adult outreach office that's probably about five or six people deep. And they do a lot of programming events, masses throughout the diocese. It was through that I really got to know a lot of really good people have really deep intellectual faith-based discussions um, that I thought were so important for people our age. Um, like I said, fast forward, the diocese was doing a campaign, Archdiocese of New York, um, the big capital campaign. I decided to move over uh, to explore that role while I could. And one thing led to another. Um, two years later, I came over here to the Diocese of Bridgeport in 2017. And it's really been a joy ever since, Bishop, to, to work on your behalf here, um, you know, helping you connect your supporters with philanthropic priorities of your pastoral plans, and really, you know, from my perspective, getting to know your supporters, hearing their faith journeys. That's what this is all about, is in hearing how we can connect them, um, like I said, with opportunities here in the diocese. So that's really kind of what got me here. And like I said, besides development, um, I really put a big emphasis kind of on my uh, volunteer work with, with young adults here in our diocese. Bob, did you live in New York for a while? I did, yeah. So after, after graduation, I lived there for about six years. And that's where I really got involved, like I said, with the Archdiocese of New York's Young Adult Outreach Office. Um, in particular, they had a mass once a month with, um, sometimes Cardinal Dolan would say it, at St. Patrick's Cathedral. And at that event, you'd run into so many other young adults, and it'd be, you know, 
young adults would be playing the music, they'd be doing the readings, and there'd mm -hmm. be a social afterwards, kind of similar to what we did this weekend, this past weekend, Bishop Frank. And really that community there, you know, thousands of young adults would come together and be able to share not just worship, but also social time. Mm -hmm. And that to me was really unique. And it was, it was something that I saw an investment from the Archdiocese in New York. And I said, you know, we, we need to start something like that oh, here yeah. in, uh, in the Diocese of Bridgeport. So I remember the conversation you and I had in my office when you came mm -hmm. and said, I have something that I want to share with you. And you had mentioned just that, you know, what, what can we do to, to build on what the Archdiocese has already done in imitation and also uniqueness because we're not we're not a huge city right you know, right so our, our our expectations have to be different but i would tell you this past saturday at st francis of assisi and weston i thought that was a tremendous gathering tell our listeners what what happened yep so this past this past weekend it was a saturday evening we, we used the vigil mass actually um at st francis of assisi and weston we promoted that as a young adult diocesan-wide mass and social. Um, Bishop Frank was the lead celebrant. It was a terrific homily. Um, and then when following the mass, we had a social. It was an Oktoberfest social, kind of outside on their patio. It was really beautiful. They had um, fire pits going. They um, had food and drink. It was really just really an amazing opportunity for young adults in our diocese to come together and meet others. And also just to, like I said, to, to share a Saturday night together uh, in faith. And Mr. Cagiano, we're, we're also happy to have you there, too, kind of mingling afterwards. Yeah, uh, I know did, that until so the DJ started, and then I went home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was, telling, I was telling Steve before you came on, you're young, he's old, I'm ancient. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you know, but I, I just had a grand old time. Some mm -hmm. great people that I had never met before. Mm -hmm. and, and like you said, what I saw is that they were making connections. Mm -hmm. right. which is tough yeah which yeah. is tough nowadays i think that this is one of the things i i, I tell people and i try to um speak with our, our leaders you know around here about is it's challenging when you walk into the church as a young adult and you're the only one there and you know if there's you, you go into even if you get a great homily you can kind of feel alone and i think one of the initiatives of the diocese is how and we're going to talk about a little more today is how do we centralize that how do we how do we offer a critical mass for young adults events? Um, and I think that, like I said, it's always discouraging when you, when you can get a young adult to go to mass, but they don't come back. And I think we need to work on how do we, um, how do we, how do we keep them there? How do we, how do we show them that there's a community out there that's just not really connected yet? Right. And that there's a lot of people like them out there that they just haven't met yet. Right, um, right. In fact, uh, Steve and I have been talking about this new paradigm, right? I call it the initiative, the one and the many ways we can encounter Christ. And one of the least utilized, but perhaps most important, is with what I'm gonna call socializing, socialization, community building, just like you're suggesting. Right. Because when you have a struggle or a challenge or a question, you know where to turn. You have someone who is of like mind, who is also trying to be faithful to Christ, who you could lean on, ask questions, be encouraged. Right. Talk to me about Stanford. Stanford, there's a lot of stuff going on, right? There is. There is, yes. And when I speak about young adult activities in the diocese, I kind of like to form a triangle. And I, I start, um, like I said, in kind of the, the southwest corner with Stanford. That is a, a very big hub of young adult activities. Um, in particular, I lead a young adult mass <clears throat> once a month. I actually try to model that after New York where we do not just mass, but beforehand, we have adoration and confession with worship music. That's once a month, usually the first Wednesday, or the second Wednesday 
of every month at seven, uh, seven o'clock at Holy Name of Jesus in Stanford. And we get anywhere between probably 65 to 100 people at that mass. And it's growing. It's, it's really, I think, a, a beacon of light in our diocese for what can happen, like I said, at the local level when you get a group of young adults to band together and um, like I said, work with a parish to offer, um, like I said, what young adults are looking for, like I said, mass fellowship and a social. And what people really love about that mass is you can go afterwards to the social. We don't do it at a parish. We actually go to a local, local bar and restaurant. Um, and it's kind of refreshing for the young adults to kind of step outside, like I said, of, of the church building. Um, Stanford also has a faith on tap that they do. So that's once a month they do a, they bring in a talk, usually some a theologian um, or, you know, a, a, a priest who specializes in a certain topic. Um, this past, actually last night, they had an event. It was on, um, it was called, I guess, a spooky spectacular, all about kind of paranormal spirits and how does the church grapple with that? Um, but they, they go to a bar and they have a talk by the, by the, the speaker and then they get to, kind of, like I said, enjoy fellowship. Um, so Stanford, you know, there's other, other events like that that are happening. There's a Crossroads for Christ group. There's a men's Bible study. There's a lot of these things happening. Um, but like I said, it's, it's just that we need to get more of that word out to, you know, our listeners and mm -hmm. youth and young adults across our diocese. Mm -hmm. What's the reaction you get when you go into a bar or a pub, like 40 strong? Okay. They, they give you like, like some looks, dirty looks. Say, no, oh, you know what's interesting? Bar. Actually, <laughs> everyone there everyone there, we all kind of keep to ourselves and they just seem to be looking like they're having a great time. They really do. A lot of people smiling, a lot of people really engaged in conversation and, you know, those around us, like I said, I mean, for one, I think, you know, the, the bars and restaurants, they want your money. So they're going to, they're not going to, you know, cause any issues, but um, yeah, we, 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 we've had a really, like I said, wonderful experience. Sure. We talked to, um, you know, just, just random, um, you know, restaurateurs or, or people in the crowd and we'll, we'll maybe sort of engage them in conversation. Um, but at the, end the, at the end of the day, it's just an, instead of spending your Wednesday night out at a random bar or restaurant, you can go join fellow young adults in the diocese and speak about issues that you wouldn't speak about probably with some other people. And that right. I think there's tremendous value there. And it's right. an opportunity to hear what else is happening in their parishes, hear what can be, what can, what can be done better. Um, yeah, because I think, like I said, I think there's this this isolation factor that can happen mm -hmm. when you're not mm -hmm. in a place like like New York, where there's there's so much programming, right, and also so many people, right, right. So, um, so if Jesus appeared to you right now mm -hmm. and said, Bob, in this ministry, um, I will give you three wishes, whatever you want, I will give to you. What would you say? The first would be to clone Bishop Caggiano. Oh, stop. But <laughs> no, seriously, anyway. great answer. And Bishop, before I finish answering that question, a big part of, I think, the reason why our young adult masses and New York young adult masses go so well is because they will bring in, like I said, the good, young, dynamic priests. And that's what we really try to focus on is that priests that will connect with the young people. There's, a, there's priests can meet certain people at different parts of their lives. And, um, you know, like the young priests, I feel like are very good. And, yeah, and also having you, Bishop, too, it means a lot to our, to our young people. So I think, I think finding, like I said, and continuing to form good, strong young priests in our diocese is important. Mm -hmm. I do think for our diocese, we, we need someone to really, um, as I can say, grab the bull by the horns and own the young adult ministry. Um, not necessarily to operate from a, uh, a, um, 
a diocesan level top down, but really to help share best practices. And we've talked about this before, Bishop, with some of these ideas with the Seton Collaborative. Mm-hmm. How can we, if someone wants to start a young adult ministry in their parish, how do they do that, right? What are the resources available to them? Right. Um, I think that if we could if we could find someone like that in our diocese, and obviously we, we would need the resources to do that, I think you would see a, a big transformation in in the opportunities, the programming. Um, again, like I said, I think you have to balance the parish level activities with, with the diocesan wide events. Right. But having the diocesan expertise of someone who's done this many, many times, I think is important. So, so yeah, I think having, 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 having something like a person or even, or even multiple people um, to own this in the diocese, I think would be really, really crucial. Um, and then I think, I think probably the third thing is, and really my advice, if there are young adults out there who are interested in getting involved, talk to your parish priest about that. And you know, start, start finding, finding these opportunities, go to some of these, these young adult events. Um, that's really my wish is that the young adults, like I said, that are out there can step up and ask the questions. And, and, and because like I said, it, it organically has to happen, but there's also diocesan resources that are needed. I think we all know, you know, a lot of your listeners, you know, their, their parents, you know, their, their grandparents of, of their, either children or grandchildren. And a lot of, you know, at least those I talk to will say, okay, my, my kids don't go to church anymore. Or my, my grandkids, you know, they've kind of fallen away from the faith. And I think that that is a tough, tough um, challenge that our, our church is facing overall globally. But I think there are ways to combat that. And I think as you talked about, Bishop, if we can strengthen our parishes and offer things like a really strong young adult minister, that means a lot. If they see that there's programming happening, when your child or grandchild comes to mass with you and they see these wonderful events or they see other young adults, they're encouraged. And that's what these diocesan-wide events are doing right now because the parishes don't have the critical mass. They don't have the numbers to make that happen. So I think, yeah, I think, I, th- I think there's definitely needs to be resources invested in that area. Um, but I think your plan, Bishop, to start from the parishes is, is also going to be very effective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I was thinking about? It's funny you should say that. I was, uh, as I was driving a few days ago, we were, we were preparing for even our conversation today. Our listeners, listeners may not realize we have a diocesan young adult council. And what it really is, you're on it. Yes. It's representatives of some of the organizations that are already established. There are some key contact people in the region you spoke about because it was you spoke of a triangle. So we started with Stanford and then mm-hmm. we'll get back to the other two pieces of the triangle, right? Right. Um, but that council, you already have people around it that have a lot of experience, a lot of expertise, and certainly they have the zeal. Mm-hmm. And I chair it. Mm-hmm. Right. So what I was thinking is maybe it's time for me to step down because it's now mature. You don't need me. I'll be there, but you don't need me to run the thing. Mm-hmm. The person that you are referring to who could be the animator could become the new lay chair of the Diocesan Young Adult Council. Mm-hmm. Right. Who would take on the responsibility of not just monitoring the council's work, but to do some of the things you're talking about. You know, it, it wouldn't be a full-time job, but it could be a stipend position that a person could do. Mm-hmm. And then that person would work with me 
and the other members to kind of see wherever we can see. It's something that we should talk about at our next meeting because I think I am. Um, I think it's time for young adults to take over the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I think so too. And I think when you spoke about that, Bishop, the important note is those on the Young Adult Council, they're all volunteers, right? So they, some of them may work at their parishes, but a lot of them are volunteering. And mm -hmm. I think like I said, having someone who owns it, um, you see that in, in New York City, I think has been tremendously effective. Someone who is kind of the, the face of, of, yes. of Young Adult Outreach that person, and, and, and they exist, there are people that graduate from some of these colleges with a fire for young adult ministry. Um, that's what we need, that we, we yes. I think we need that. And if we wanna take that next step. Yeah, I would agree. Now, what are the other two pieces of the triangle? Well, I, I was saying, I think we need good, strong young priests, or sorry, sorry I thought you were asking the three questions. Um, the other triangle is Danbury. So Danbury, New Fairfield, um, up there, they have a very strong group based out of St. Edwards in New Fairfield. Um, Father, Father Wolf and Father Tim Yannacone, they are doing a great job with um, taking over for Father Cirillo there at St. Edwards. And they have, again, I think somewhere probably between 60 to 100 young adults up there that meet regularly and um, lots of programming. So that's kind of the, the northern tier. There's also in Danbury, Our Lady of Aparecida, the Brazilian community, too, that is doing really great work for young yeah, adults. Yeah, tremendous work, too. Big mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the third piece... The third piece is kind of an up and coming young adult group in Fairfield at St. Pius the 10th parish. And as you know, there's a lot of, a lot of also programming happening at St. Pius with Father Sam Kachuba, really great work happening there. Um, they've, they have a, uh, I think a young adult minister there who is, like I said, had, they do small group talks. Um, they do, um, you know, parish wide events, really, like I said, it's, it's, it's just getting started, but I think there's a lot of potential there. So. Mm -hmm. And then on top of all that, we have some of the Tunisian communities that do tremendous work, like the Neo-Catechumenal Way mm -hmm. has hundreds of young people mm -hmm. involved in their formational program, which is years and years worth of formation. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so they, we have a lot of the elements. Mm -hmm. You're right, we absolutely do have a lot of the elements. And I think in this first year and a half, we've been getting, we're seeding, things connecting. I think mm -hmm. this coming year is when we're going to start seeing real momentum growing now. In 2023, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we'll and we'll have to we'll have to explore. Listen, I'm grateful to you that you're the animator. I mean, at Stanford, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, there's a couple other there's several other young adults as well. Um, I work with a a friend of mine, Scott Hill. He actually organizes a parish or a, a Stanford wide distribution list, and he puts out all of the events happening each week in an email. And so, again, we 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 base this off of the model from New York City, where New York sends out a archdiocesan-wide email every Monday with all of the young adult events so that if you're, you know, in the, in, the, in the northern counties or, you know, in Staten Island, you can find an event, connect with young adults, like I said, and, and like I said, really, um, yeah, worship together, uh, pray together, talk together, socialize together. It's really a, a wonderful combination. So, um, yeah, a lot of good young adults out there, a lot of people stepping up. But like you said, I think, I think we, we definitely need someone to bring us all together share those right. best practices right right okay so when i uh, when we come back oh we have two more minutes good i got the sign from steve two more minutes <laughs> I'm gonna, so i'm going to ask you then to tee off our next session mm -hmm. um just talk to me about the challenges that young adults face <clears throat> when it comes to engaging them in the practice of the catholic faith 
Mm-hmm. What do you see among your friends, associates, coworkers, people your age? Mm-hmm. What, what are the what are the challenges that you think are the most serious ones we have to address? Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of other distractions out there. I think we've talked about this. I'm sure you've talked about it on your show, kind of with the, the social dilemma movie you've talked about with yes. phones, right? And and social media. It's very it's very challenging today to make the the church attractive. Um, I think that people need to be. I think they need to kind of have an experience and um, their heart sort of needs to be um, impacted in a way for them to be, whether that's by Jesus or by some sort of event um, in their lives that can help them see the beauty of what the Catholic church offers. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's probably primarily the amount of distractions and how do we, how do we clear through the brush, right? How do we, how do we show this beautiful um, message and opportunities that the faith provides and that the, that the faith can can solve a lot of, I think, the issues that people are are searching for. Um, you know, it's John Paul II that said that that famous quote, right? That you know, Jesus is what you um, are looking for when you're in your when you're you know searching all your life, right? Or whatever. I, I paraphrase it probably incorrectly, but more or less, Jesus is the answer, and I think the faith is that vehicle to get us to Him. And um, but it's it's a challenge. It's a challenge. I think. And we talk about on here, you know, invite a friend to mass, right? Or invite, invite a friend to a, an event in, you know, that's happening in your local parish um, or, or diocesan wide. These, these things are out there. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. That's how you, you kind of bring people into the fold and they can see others that are just like them, um, mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. That, that treat the faith as important in their life um, and that, you know, that, that want to meet other other young adults, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that are kind of journeying along that same path. So, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a tough question, Bishop. It's a very tough question. Um, and I don't think any real diocese has figured that out yet. How do right. we, right. how do we crack that? Right. Well, it sounds like, it sounds like we're off to a good start here. I mean, we got a whole team and a whole network in the diocese that, mm-hmm. that is looking to see how we can engage more young people. So mm-hmm. this is, let me be frank on the Veritas Catholic network. If you're a young adult and you're looking for ways to practice and grow in your faith, this is the show for you. His Excellency is talking with Bob O'Brien about the many excellent things that are happening here in our diocese for young adults, including the Catholic Bridge. So we're going to take a break and we'll be back with more of this excellent discussion. If you're concerned about your end-of-life plans, searching for a Catholic cemetery, or have loved ones who are buried in one of the 14 Catholic cemeteries throughout Fairfield County, now might be a good time to begin planning for yourself or for other family members. Call one of our family advisors at 203-742-1450 and select option 5 to leave a message or visit www.ctcemeteries.org. Many people don't realize that they can be buried with their deceased loved ones, even if all of the family's in-ground plots have been taken. The Diocese of Bridgeport Catholic Cemeteries provides in-ground burials, as well as columbarium and mausoleum options. This makes it possible to unite your family together in the same cemetery, and it's an opportunity to build a bridge for your family back to the church. Talking about this issue is not easy, but pre-need planning makes your wishes clear, reduces cost, and helps your family avoid difficult decisions at a time of grief and loss. You can start your planning now by contacting one of our family advisors at 203-742-1450 and select option 5 or visit www.ctcemeteries.org. 
We can guide you through the options, regulations, and considerations to help you make the best decisions for your family. The number is 203-742-1450 and select option 5 or visit www.ctcemeteries.org. Welcome back, everybody, to Let Me Be Frank on the Veritas Catholic Network. So uh, Bishop Frank uh, has been talking with uh, special guest Bob O'Brien about all the many, um, well, we're starting to talk about all the many uh, resources and programs and opportunities for young mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. Um, and the challenges, right, for uh, addressing young Catholics. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I mean, it sounds like Bob is the right person because as, as you said, Excellency, uh, I'm old. I won't say how you uh, described yourself, but Bob is young. And so he knows. Yeah. So, well, actually, you're not really old. I was just teasing. <laughs> yeah. You're just advanced. Oh, I... You're just advanced middle age. But you are. <laughs> you, but you know what, Bob? Now listen. Mm-hmm. You are on fire with the love of Christ, mm-hmm. and you're a good, faithful young man, right? And you please God, a tremendous husband. You'll be a great father. What are your friends who are not faithful? I should say not faithful, who are not religious, don't practice their faith. What, what, like, how do they interact with you? Do they think you have six heads? Do they just <laughs> tolerate it? Do they engage, like, are they intrigued? Are they, what, what's, not to get personal, but I mean, like, yeah. what's, mm-hmm. what, what's your yeah. experience? Good question. Quite honestly, you know, I don't really talk about the faith necessarily as much with people that aren't um, necessarily practicing or don't have religion. Um, it's just more of a, probably more of a casual conversation, which I enjoy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there is, there are a lot of people I think that I've, I've seen or that I've met um, over the course of my you know, time as a young adult that feel that they can pray and be spiritual, but not necessarily religious. And I let something Patrick Donovan's come on here and spoke about before, but that idea that we don't need the church. Um, and I think that it's important for, for, for those people to see the impact that the church has had on a lot of the, you know, active young adults in our diocese lives. Um, like I said, I mean, I spoke about it earlier, how I feel like what it's done for me, right. It's provided that kind of interior freedom for me. Um, the ability to, to, to worship every Sunday for me, like I said, I, I really look forward to it. I think it's a, it's an opportunity not just to connect with our Lord, but also just, you can just feel it. You can receive graces, right. There's a, there's a certain wind at your back. I feel like, um, when you come out of mass and you get a good homily and you receive the Eucharist. Um, but it's, yeah, it's in terms of my experience, like I said, it's, it is a challenge, Bishop. It is a challenge. How do you, how do you breach the faith? But, and, they, but they don't challenge you in other words. Like, no, uh, will take no you not really, test. not really. No, I don't, I don't really have many people do that. I think, I think a lot of those challenging questions will last, will, will happen a lot of times in some of these more, um, like I said, diocesan wide gatherings, some of these young adult groups that are already, um, like I said, some of them are on fire with the faith or some of them are, are, are more familiar with church teaching. But I think that's a big part, too, Bishop, of your ambassador program. Right. You've spoken about on this show before is how do we go out there and speak with those who have been hurt by the church or who do not agree with church teaching on certain topics? That's that's an opportunity for your ambassadors, like I said, to kind of speak, you know, and, and to be um, to be not just to learn about the church teachings, but to really talk about them truthfully. Right. Right, yeah. right, and accompany people in the journey. Exactly. Right, so now, one of the uh, initiatives that you are really helping to mm-hmm. lead is the bridge. So tell us, what right. is that? Yeah, the bridge, and for your listeners, just as a reminder, um, that's part of Bishop Frank's call to renewal, this idea of how do we call you know, people back to the church. 
Um, the Bridge is a, a mentorship program that we started as a pilot a few months ago here in our diocese that connects young adults with primarily, you know, retired, successful, or that um, Catholics throughout our diocese. So people that want to give back, um, or that's in business, people who work in, like I said, the healthcare field, education, um, that are really experts. Here in Fairfield County, we have so many, um, like I said, amazing, wise people, not just about the faith, but about their careers. And we want to connect young adults, like I said, who are looking for that kind of mentorship, who have kind of a void in their life, need some direction with those Catholics across our diocese. Um, the program has gotten started. We have um, six mentoring relationships right now with six mentees that are going very well as our pilot. The, the plan is to open this up to the rest of the diocese um, either later this year or early next year. But we have a whole program that we've we've devised. We we get feedback from the conversations. We get to we get to learn, um, like I said, what these young adults are looking for in these mentoring relationships. It, I think a lot of times young adults will look outside of the church for for something like a mentor. They'll either go to their alma mater or they'll find some sort of a community organization. But right underneath kind of our nose here is this ability to 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 serve and, and to um, respond to that um, interest from young adults. So. The mentorship program, like I said, is going very well so far. We have really great plans for it. It's, a, it's another way to engage young adults about their, not just about their careers, but about the faith and to invite them in to hear the mentors, how, how the Catholic faith has impacted the mentors in their lives as well. Um, so, and to let that kind of, uh, yeah, kind of rub off. And the hope would be we would expand it fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, as, as I think we, I may have mentioned that in earlier a broadcast of the podcast mm -hmm. it's 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 also an indirect formation because a mentor is someone that you want to imitate mm -hmm. right and, and you trust mm -hmm. so it's it's it is um a very important but not necessarily in your face sort of formation of the basic virtues of life mm -hmm. which are absolutely critical if someone's going to have a life of faith that's going to last through all the challenges you're going to you're going to have in them Mm -hmm. So honesty, integrity, and temperance, and fortitude, and all the rest, mm -hmm. you cannot succeed and be faithful without those virtues. Right. You can succeed without those virtues, but you, right, chances are, are going to do a lot of things that you may regret in the end. But mm -hmm. if you have the virtues, then you're really a true leader. So, yeah. I, and what's the reaction so far from the, uh, from the mentees? Mentees, they're really appreciating it. I think, I think it was for those, um, like I said, that have been participating very actively. Like I said, they're, I think they're getting a lot out of it. Um, they are good. Yeah. They, you know, they, they focus on things like, um, like I said, networking skills, um, but also it's, it's, it's almost like half career, but also half kind of individual development. So, um, like I said, some of these young adults who, you know, want to learn more about, like I said, whether it's some social skills in the workplace or, you know, how do I, how do I network? To help find a job in the area that I, I want to mm -hmm. um, succeed in. So, right. so it's been good. And I, I also would say Bishop Caggiano too, to any of your listeners out there who feel like the mentor role may fit them, you know, reach out to us and, you know, How? Um, How? well, they can reach out to me in my email, but we, we haven't launched this broadly for the general phase yet, but they can reach out to me at my email at robrian at diobpt.org. Um, or, um, like I said, you can you can reach out to Patrick Donovan as well uh, through the Leadership Institute's website. So, um, will the bridge have a website? It will. 
Yep, we're working on that right now. And we actually have someone that we brought in part-time to, to work specifically on, on the bridge as we launch more broadly. So it's really, like I said, any of those any of those mentors, if you feel like that's the fit for you, we also will be um, publicizing this more broadly, like I said, in the coming months. So cool. so please think about that as a, as a wonderful vocation to serve, um, like I said, in your retirement or even, like I said, in your active career right now to give back to the youth and young adults here in the Diocese of Bridgeport. Absolutely. Absolutely. What is What other initiatives are there? Talk to us about the Catholic Young Professionals. Yep. So Young Catholic Professionals um, goes by the, the acronym YCP. It's actually a national organization um, that has created a, a local chapter here in Fairfield County. And they focus on more things like, like said, business networking. Um, like said, it, it's, it, they have a lot of resources and they do a really good job with their programming um, and their diocesan wide. So they'll do talks. They'll have business leaders come in and do talks. Um, we had a, a mass as well a couple of weeks ago. Um, they do a, a lot of really wonderful events geared towards a lot of people really in the, in the professional realm. Mm -hmm. um, because I, I, like I said, I, I think the general diocesan wide young adult groups are kind of more for anyone. Whereas the young Catholic professionals are those who are looking probably more career oriented, kind of similar to in a way, the mentorship program. Um, mm -hmm. But YCP has been a tremendous success. I think their launch party had something like 200 people last spring. And oh, so, I was, yes, I was yeah. shocked. Yep, they're doing doing really great work, and like I said, they have a, a real good roadmap, um, and that's like that's diocesan wide. So, um, like I said, you can you can look them up as well um, online. Young Catholic Professionals of Fairfield County, they're they're kind of all over. Um, and then the final final area or final group I'd say is is I don't want to forget about the Sacred Heart Guild. That's based in Georgetown, Connecticut, um, at Sacred Heart Church with Father um, Michael Clark. I know you had him on a few weeks ago, but they also cater towards young adults and really try to um, evangelize through the, the art and sacred art, sacred liturgy, sacred music of our faith. And that's also, like I said, another avenue for, 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 for bringing young people, um, you know, kind of back to the faith through the beauty of the church. Right. What is cross, Crossroads for Christ? It's a great question. Um, it's, it's also based in Stanford, um, but it's, it was founded, I think, couple, several years ago um, in other parts of Connecticut um, by a young man. And, he, he's, I think they have two or three chapters in Connecticut. It, it's really almost like a, like a, a weekly um, discussion group slash Bible study from what I know of it, but it's based in Stanford. Um, I think there's another one also actually in Fairfield, but they're really, it's, it's the idea of coming together with the same people every week to speak about, um, you know, faith-based issues. Um, right. Yeah, right. I suppose they, I've heard they start their meetings with kind of talking about their you know, stories for the week, kind of any sort of ways they saw God impacting their lives and they go from there and they start to, they'll have a talk each week. So yeah, like I said, another great group that's happening that we want to make sure we promote that, that those in Stanford know about, or those in Fairfield also know about. Right. Right. One of the things we talked about at the last young adult council meeting, mm -hmm. which is going to apply to you very soon. Mm -hmm. And that is how do we serve young adult couples? Mm -hmm. who have children mm -hmm. because yep. their needs are different than those who are single. Any thoughts about that? Yeah. You know, who's actually kind of started this a little bit is St. Aloysius in New Canaan. They have a young adult group that sort of caters uh, more so to kind of um, couples that have recently married either with or without children. And um, like they've, they've, they've got some leaders there with father, um, obviously, Father Canale, but also Father Roman, um, that, that have really, like I said, taken this um, initiative on and provided that forum, right? I think the programming doesn't have to be too 
um, too complex. It can be pretty just, it can be more social based, right? After mass, have a, have a coffee or social hour, right? Um, as you know, when you have children, well, Frank, you wouldn't know, but Steve, right? When you have children, like I said- Yes, you, for the record, um, everybody <laughs> understands that. You, you just, <laughs> Your, 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 your time becomes much more um, precious and the ability to like sit after mass on whatever it is on a Sunday to go and meet with other parents that, and you can, and you can, you can journey with them in the faith. I think that's the biggest thing. Bishop Caggiano, like I said, when we, when we start to envision this renewal of the diocese, how do we find people to align in certain areas that, that they are, that they share in common um, with others? And I think families that are getting started, um, you know, figuring out how to, how to raise children, you know, where do they want their children to go to school, um, have those types of conversations that you can't maybe have with some of your other friends, right? Um, I think there's a, the faith brings us together. And that was where we, that was the name, the genesis of the name of the bridge was how do we bridge Catholics in Fairfield County together? And we're starting with the mentorship program, but the plan is to have other opportunities in the future. Exactly, including wellness. Right. Wellness, right. Um, we've talked about that. Also social impact too. Those who are, who are passionate about a certain, um, like I said, uh, whether it's, whether it's volunteering or if it's some sort of social cause, how do we, how do we meet young adults in that area? Catholic Charities does a lot of great work, but how do we let young adults envision that and act on that? Um, right. Hopefully through this mentorship program, we can bring in more young adults that, that like I said, can help us with that. So yeah. yeah, well, we give birth to the Assisi Center, which right. will be for environmental stewardship, mm -hmm. right? Um, that is a, a center I want to really give to young adults to really shepherd and lead because mm -hmm. there's so much energy and, and, and desire to make a, a difference because either for themselves, since they're young, or for the children that are coming in a world in 50 years, what is it going to look like? Right, right. right. Uh, so there's a lot going on, no? There is, there is, Bishop. It's it's an exciting time. And I think also it converges with, like I said, your podcast, I think three weeks ago, talked about this re-evangelization of our diocese. Yes. I think there's a lot happening in general. And I think it's a really wonderful time to be part of this diocese. I think we're so blessed, Bishop, to have you. You know, you, you've been here now for, what, nine years. You've, you've really taken an inventory. You've seen where our strengths are. Um, you know, where the opportunities are. And it's, it's just an exciting time, right? With the, we've talked about the collaborative efforts that we're, we're talking about. Um, how do we offer a really good Catholic product to those here in Fairfield County? And uh, they're, yeah. No, I thank you for that. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, my job is to connect good people with good people and then just see what happens. Mm -hmm. Like a person like yourself and everyone else that you're working with. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit guides the renewal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's a lot of a lot of my work, Bishop. Right, is connecting people who are passionate about certain areas with the phil philanthropic causes in the diocese that um, that are part of your pastoral plans. Right. And we, as responsibility of Catholics, have an have have a responsibility to to help fund and um, to provide for. Really, where does that align with certain uh, supporters' right. hearts? So, how do you find people, Bob? Now, let's talk about your day job. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you find people in this day and age with the financial issues? the unrest overseas, some of the turmoil in the church. Do you find people receptive to some of the things that you ask of them or start have a conversation mm -hmm. with them about philanthropy yeah. and giving? Yeah. And I, like I said, Bishop, it's, it's really my, the favorite part of my job is getting to know people and their, 
their journeys to the faith and why the, the faith is important to them. And I think that that's really the, amongst all the, the chaos in the world right now, that's really the rock that sticks. And that's really, um, like I said, that's really the crux of a lot of people's lives out there that will, that will speak with us, that want to get involved. Um, they've, they've seen the Catholic faith persist in their life and be, like I said, a, a foundation which they can lean upon in tough times. Um, and even remember, like you said, in the really, um, the good times of their life. And I think that a lot of people want to give back. A lot of people want to, want to support um, these wonderful missions that we have here in the Diocese of Bridgeport. Like I said, these initiatives you talked about here, but even just as we talk about almost just like the, the, the core parts of our faith, right? Whether that's charity, you know, the education opportunities, um, the, all the faith formation opportunities, these things are so instrumental to our diocese and for the future of our diocese. And certain, as you mentioned, certain, certain areas of that line up or, or um, light up people's hearts a little brighter. And it's my role to kind of help find that for people and align them um, with those interests. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a joy. Um, and I think people, I think people, yeah, it, it is, it is a struggle out there right now for some, um, but there's also some others who have been really blessed who have been able to um, support the diocese, like you said, mm -hmm. financially. And like I said, the, that, that means so much to you and to us and really to the, to those who benefit from the ministries of the diocese mm -hmm. of Bridgeport. Mm -hmm. You know what I have found, and I think perhaps you have found the same thing, is that when you ask a person to make an investment, right, mm -hmm. to really give, and sometimes even sacrificially, they will not consider it unless they trust you mm -hmm. as an individual. There has to be an authenticity there. You have mm -hmm. to be able to treat them with respect. And not we're, we're not salespeople. Right. right? We're ambassadors for mm -hmm. a mission greater than ourselves. Mm -hmm. And what I have found is even when people in our diocese, for whatever reason, cannot help us financially because they're struggling or they have other issues that they need to deal with, they very much appreciate being asked, believe it or not, and they very much appreciate being told the priorities because I have every confidence that when their situations may change, they will come back to, mm -hmm. to give what they can for, right. for for the for the piece of the mission that they truly are enthusiastic about, mm -hmm. and that's part of the genius of an uh, of this model that has evolved uh, apart from me in many ways. It's it's like our common um, discernment that to have a center that supports life, a center that supports beauty in the Sacred Heart Guild, a center that speaks of evangelizing catechesis, one that does environmental stewardship, another may do uh, a justice, right? Mm -hmm. uh, one could do apologetics. You're not creating bureaucracy. What you're doing is you're taking the mission of the church and focusing certain aspects and say, if this is what you're passionate about, this is where I need your help in, mm -hmm. right? And this is where you go. Exactly. Right? And therefore a person can make the connection because we just don't want resources. We want them, right? We want them involved. Right. Yep. And, and I think that sometimes people in the diocese, even your listeners, they may not be able to see the full picture, right? You talk about these certain topics, but I think one of the benefits of our office is we're able to show them the full palette of what's out there. Where is, you know, all these, these ministries, where, you know, where are they, you know, what's the impact of them? Um, how can I get involved? That's, that's really our job is to present the full plate. And a lot of times when people see that certain things resonate and it's really wonderful to, to see that, um, to see that happen. When someone can realize 
those, those, um, that vision that they have to support a certain ministry and that they maybe right. didn't even know existed. Right. So that are exactly. so crucial. They're so crucial too. Exactly. Exactly. And there is a path to renewal. There's a path for explosive growth actually. Mm-hmm. And I think from both our, all our common efforts, the grace of the Holy spirit, I think we are moving towards that inflection point. Like you said, that mm-hmm. inflection point. And it's all about connecting dots. Mm-hmm. You said it very well before. We connect the right people, the right dots, and the Holy Spirit does everything else. Mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very grateful to you, Bob, for all that you do in this realm. Because mm-hmm. this is this is your passion. This is mm-hmm. but this is your gift because your full-time job is, is development. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. what we're describing. Correct. Yeah, it's all volunteer. Yeah. Yeah. But I really, volunteer? I really enjoy it, Bishop. And I, you know, like I said at the start, seeing what I saw in New York, it really it really provided a, a really wonderful model um, for dioceses across the country. For young adults and mm-hmm. how do we yeah how do how do we bring that here to the diocese in some sort of shape or fashion and yeah and i think like i, said, I think that that will require an investment and mm-hmm. it's gonna be well worth um whatever oh, yeah. whatever that costs because there is so much potential and they, young adults are the future of our church and if we can engage them you know just one ounce better i think the the results um you can't really tell them now but 10 20 30 years down the road we're going to have a huge impact on the future of our diocese. Without a doubt. No, I absolutely agree. One of the challenges I just wanted to, to put out there is a World Youth Day. Mm-hmm. We have made World Youth Day a teenager experience, but it is not meant, it was never meant to be a teenager experience. It was meant to be a young adult experience. It, young people in their 20s and 30s. And that's something, Bob, you and I and the council should give thought to, to try to encourage young adults to come because that could be absolutely transformative in your mm-hmm. life. Absolutely transformative. That's what maybe another part, another podcast we can talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Bob, I have a mm-hmm. question for you. So sure. as a young adult Catholic and with your work with young adult Catholic groups, mm-hmm. what is taking a step back, even maybe beyond our diocese, you know, taking a macro view of young adult Catholics, what, you know, what, what's the state of, you know, young Catholicism uh, in, let's say, the U.S. or the greater region? And, uh, and you know, how do we make it even better? Mm-hmm. I just want to preface that and say I'm probably not as qualified to talk about the entire, the entire uh, you know, nation. But I can say from what I've seen and the people that I've talked to, um, there are a group out there that are, that are on fire with the faith, right? Maybe they, they, they've had experiences like I talked about earlier where their heart has kind of been impacted um, or they're just really drawn to, to the church. And, and those, that group of people are, you know, kind of always going to be there. Um, there's the people that just kind of completely disaffiliated with the church, right? They are upset about something. They don't agree with church teaching. Um, and then there's the kind of that middle group people who are just kind of distracted right now um, by a lot of other things. There's a lot of other attractive opportunities out there, um, especially digitally. Um, and so I think that the, I think that there are those kind of different groups and we see it across um, the diocese overall, the bishops talked about with the ambassador program and there's different ways to engage each one of them. And I think you start kind of closest um, to home first. And I think we really start by investing in, 
the, the programming of the diocese, um, sharing best practices, and really strengthening um, those young adults that are active so that they can go out there and start to share more of these opportunities and, and more of their stories with their friends, like I said, um, that may not be as actively engaged and invite them to an event. Um, but I think there is, there's definitely a hope out there. I think there's, and, and that's what I found about these events is when you come back to them and you, and you attend a diocesan-wide young adult event, you see hope. Um, you don't feel alone anymore. And there's a heck of a lot more people out there like yourself than you think. Um, and there's a heck of a lot more people in your church on Sunday than you may know. Um, so bringing them together, like I said, I think community is really important. Bishop's talked about that. And yeah, it, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a challenge for our church, but one that the roadmap is, is, is starting to be, um, is, is starting to be created. And I think that, I think we can do this. I think we really have a, a really special opportunity here to speak with, to, to meet young adults and, and inform them in community together. Amen. I agree. Absolutely. Tremendous. All right. Okay. So let's take our final break for today. This is Let Me Be Frank on the Veritas Catholic Network. His Excellency has been talking with Bob O'Brien about engaging and re-engaging young adult Catholics and the many great things that are lined up and happening here in the Diocese of Bridgeport, which hopefully will continue to spread through the region and the rest of the world. We will be right back with a listener question. Hey, it's Matt from Restless on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network. Each week on Restless, we young adults restlessly seek the face of Christ in today's crazy and mixed up world. Join us each Friday at noon on 1350 AM, 103.9 FM, the Veritas app, or wherever you get your shows. Hope to see you there. Okay, welcome back to Let Me Be Frank with Bishop Frank Caggiano. All right, Excellency, here is this week's listener question. Mm -hmm. It says, Bishop Caggiano, mm -hmm. I hope all is well. I have a question. Is there a time when someone should pray to God versus Jesus? It seems that some prayers are geared toward God and some towards Jesus. Knowing that God and Jesus are the same, does it matter? Well, it's interesting. I think the, the, the question can, can be a bit misleading because it is, it is not God and Jesus. It's the Father and the Son, right? And most of our worship liturgically is to the Father, all right, through the, through the Lord Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit, right? So we're entering into the Lord's prayer, to his father. We're entering into his thanksgiving to the father. But there is interesting, there were prayers in the liturgy that are directed to the Lord. So for example, Lord Jesus Christ, right? We begin at the sign of peace, the prayer of peace. It's not directed to the father, it's directed to the son. So in a sense, in Catholic practice, most of our common prayer is directed to the father because we are in the, the we are being included in the prayer of the Lord Jesus to his father, right? So you imagine us all going to him. Uh, individually, though, I know many people who pray to the Holy Spirit for inspiration and grace. Hmm. I often pray to the Lord Jesus, right? To, I, the novena to the sacred heart is praying to the Lord Jesus, right? Yes. right? The, it, there is a one, obviously, there is one God. But it, in my mind... Everything's directed to the Father. But 
depending on what type of prayer, when it's said, who's joining you in prayer, you could do it in many ways. Mm -hmm. Very interesting question. If mm -hmm. you have a question for Bishop Frank, send it in to us on social media, or you can email questions at veritascatholic.com. Bishop Frank Caggiano is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and so is Veritas Catholic Network. And as always, we'd like to thank Foundations in Faith. It's a grant from the St. Therese Fund for Evangelization that makes it possible for us to bring Let Me Be Frank to you. Foundations in Faith is committed to supporting and transforming pastoral ministries in the Diocese of Bridgeport, and you can learn more about their outstanding work at foundationsinfaith.org. And once again, Bob O'Brien, thank you so much for coming on the show. So much cool stuff happening for young adults in the area right now. Um, where can people go? You mentioned your email address. Maybe you could spell it out. And, mm -hmm. and where else can they go for, for more information? Not just young adults who are interested in getting uh, uh, participating, but also for older people like me mm -hmm. <laughs> who might want a mentor, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, so my email address for the mentors um, is robrian at diobpt.org. Um, and then, like I said, for young adults who want to get involved and see a list and calendar of events happening through our diocese, you can just visit the, the diocesan website and you'll see there actually be an icon at the top um, for young adults that you can click on. It'll take you right to our site, which like I said, has more information, all the, the wonderful events happening. So awesome. Okay. And Excellency, before we go, would you please give us your blessing? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, through, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we ask that you bless our work to invite and engage and to accompany our young adults, those in our midst who are beginning their careers, starting their families. Please let them understand and know in their heart how much you love them and how much we want to love them. May your spirit guide and bless them to come into the community of the church. And we ask that you bless our work always. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Bob, thanks for your presence. Thank you. You do tremendous fun. work. Tremendous. What a joy this was. Steve, so great to meet you. Yes. Thanks. See you thanks. on campus. I'll see you on campus. See you later, yeah. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, Steve. All the best.